0: Cryptocurrency is the future. It's distributed and no one has control over it. Unless you're rich and have a lot of computer skills, in which case you might have total control over it. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Why don't we talk about crypto anymore? Um, Ethereum, which is the number two cryptocurrency after Bitcoin, is changing from proof of work to proof of stake. What does that mean? It means that... You know, one of the problems with cryptocurrencies is that they use a ton of electricity, you know, which is not good for global warming if you care about that. And I'm not going to get too technical, but anyways, cryptocurrencies, they use something called the blockchain. And basically what it is, is it prevents you from spending more cryptocurrency than you have. Like, I don't know what Bitcoin's going for. I think it used to be like sixty grand. maybe it's down to thirty grand i am I have no idea but it would be pretty sweet if you could you know say you had one one Bitcoin you could just you could sell it to you know ten different people and get the money from ten different people. How sweet would that be? Well anyway so the blockchain prevents you from doing that you can only sell them once keeps everyone honest and so how does the blockchain do that? Well, I guess there's two ways of doing it. there's probably more but One of them is proof of work, and so that means you need a ton of computers. You buy graphics cards. I don't know. I was listening to The Economist. You want to hear like a deep dive, Economist podcast has it. But the reporter lady, she goes and interviews some guy who has a mining operation next to the Atlanta airport. And basically, it's just a bunch of shipping containers completely full of computers just sitting there chugging away, which is... That's what you call mining, that's how you make a new Bitcoin. And so that's proof of work, like your computers are doing work, mathematical work. So that's how you prove that you're doing whatever, is by, you gotta work for it. But there's another way of doing it, which is called proof of stake. And I don't know how it is, but what it is, is you prove that you're you're on the up and up by having a bunch of the coin. So we're talking about Ethereum now. Ethereum's number 2 in market cap. And so, Ethereum is doing something called the merge, which is means that Ethereum is changing from proof of work over to proof of stake. And proof of stake means that if you own if you own a bunch of money's worth of Ethereum, then you are putting your money on the line to say that what you're doing is correct. I mean, if they did not explain this, I mean, crypto, you know, cryptography is very complicated. But I guess it kind of sounds like if you try and rip people off with Ethereum, when it switches over to proof of stake, uh, I think this Thursday, um, then they take away money from you, or maybe take away all your money. And it's it's kind of like real money. Somehow, Somehow it's not just the, whatever, the fake stuff that you've been doing, but they take away your real money. So and apparently that keeps people honest. And Bitcoin was the first one. They invented it. It was invented by a guy who has a japanese name but i don't think it was actually a japanese person it just has a made-up japanese name no one knows who created bitcoin and it's very decentralized like no one has super power and control over bitcoin and that was the idea the idea of cryptocurrency is that oh no one controls this stuff but anyways it turns out that ain't true at all so like ethereum they have uh people who are called the developers they're also like super rich in ethereum coins so you know. You're like a computer programmer who owns a ton of Ethereum. Uh, you might get to be one of the Ethereum developers. And so the developers have decided that they're going to switch from, you know, over to the from one way of doing it to the other way of doing it. And apparently Ethereum was set up that way. Like, they had the idea. I think Ethereum is, I don't know if it's exactly the second oldest, but it's almost the second oldest one after Bitcoin. Basically, older is better, just like Ivy League colleges. But so this proof of stake thing uh, yeah did I say it's it uses 99.95 percent less electricity. yeah I don't know if I mentioned that. so proof of work. Bitcoin uses like as much electricity as Argentina, and Ethereum currently uses as much electricity as Chile. and those you know, Chile's bigger in Pennsylvania and Argentina is probably bigger in Florida. And so you switch over to this thing and it doesn't like it doesn't change anything other than... Just a whole bunch of electricity will be saved, which is good. But so I think Bitcoin was 2009, Ethereum, I think was 2014. So in 2014, they knew that using all this electricity was a problem, but they still did the proof of work super electric way because no one knew if the proof of stake thing would work. But apparently like every, pretty much every uh, cryptocurrency that's come out since Ethereum in 2014 um, has been proof of stake and it apparently works fine for them. And no one knows if you can, if it's just fine to switch from one way to the other. We'll wait and see. But so the developers made the decision to do this. So, you know, if you own like one Ethereum coin, whatever that's worth, um, you were not in control of whether or not this thing was going to switch from one thing to the other. You know, uh, I don't know who got to vote. I guess here's the point it was supposed to be that no one has control over this stuff. But, anyways, obviously with Ethereum, the developers have control. I mean, basically, it's people who own a lot of... Rich people. Rich people have control. I mean, just like anything else. And they're talking about Ethereum miners. Like, Ethereum miners have $5 billion worth of computer equipment set aside to do all this mining the old way. And then you're not going to need that at all. And apparently, graphics cards... Uh, NVIDIA. NVIDIA is the company that makes graphics cards. And... um their sales have like been cut in half, <laughs> I guess as soon as as soon as this thing with Ethereum was announced, this may ease up on the global chip shortage, I don't know, or it may just be recessions in general, who knows. But so those guys I mean I imagine if I had all if I had all those computer stuff, I would just switch it over to run you know to doing Bitcoin. Bitcoin's not changing. they're like, we're rich or whatever. It's working for us. We're not going to change. So they could switch over to doing proof of work for Bitcoin. Like I said, I haven't checked the prices in a long time, but I know that cryptocurrency stuff, it shot through the roof at a certain time in the pandemic, you know, and whatever, people had nothing to do but sit at home and spend money on stuff on their computer. And it seemed like the sky was the limit, and it was going to replace all the currencies in the world and the banks, banking system. But I think the new common wisdom is that cryptocurrency is not going to change the world the way that people thought it might. That one of the guys on The Economist podcast, he was saying it has its place. It's, you know, it's it's not going to change the world. It's not going to replace banks in all the countries or the U.S. dollar or the Chinese yuan, but it might be like gold. So, you know, you buy a house You buy stock, you put some money in stocks, you diversify into bonds, and maybe you put some of your money in gold, you know, just whatever, people, there's many things that one can invest in, and so, cryptocurrency might be as important as gold, which is, I mean, that that ain't nothing, I wish I had all the gold in the world, but so, for the end user, unless the whole thing blows up and everyone loses their money, that'd be pretty funny, um nothing's going to change when they do this, the merge, and they switch over to proof of stake. I don't, I don't know if I said, so it used to be if you had a bunch of computers, you could make money. The next the proof of stake is if you have a bunch of Ethereum, you can make money. I mean, that is sounding more and more like the real world. Like, you know, the rich get richer always. You know, it takes money to make money. Um, so previously, if you're rich enough to buy a bunch of computers, but like, you know, really just cut out the middleman. How about just if you're rich, you get richer. Boom. And so I guess that's what proof of stake does. And apparently that's what all the, all the coins, except for Bitcoin is, if you own a lot, you get a lot. And like I say, so if you own one Ethereum coin, you didn't get any say in this decision. I mean, you know, you're probably happy that it's the way that it's going, but you didn't get a vote. And so you can imagine you may not feel good about that. Basically, it's just The idea that cryptocurrency was going to be this new thing, you know, like African countries. Well, they can just use Bitcoin, you know, and everyone's got it on there. If you got a cell phone and you got an account and you don't need the local currency, you don't have to worry about like hyperinflation on the Venezuelan peso or whatever, because you got your money in cryptocurrency. But there's problems. So like I say, it's not actually decentralized where everyone is just equal. No, there's there's people with power and control of stuff, so it didn't solve that problem at all. I mean, it may as well be banks. And then there's this problem of making transactions. Like, I don't, I think, I think like selling a Bitcoin costs maybe $600. I think the last time I heard, it's like, you know, back when Bitcoin was $60,000, it cost you $600 of electricity to sell that or to buy one. Like, if you just lost that money, boom, up in smoke, up in heat. Created by uh, computer, computers generating heat and having the fans blow it away. And so, I mean, what is that? One, anyways, that's a lot better. 1%, you know? Like, if every time you move money around in America with the U.S. dollar, you lost 1%, you would not be happy. And so, Ethereum is the same way. Apparently, the next thing they're going to work on is trying to make the transactions cheaper. But I don't think they've figured that stuff out. It's, yeah, it just, transactions are, they're expensive. And there is only so many you can do per second or whatever. So if the whole world was using Ethereum, it just wouldn't work. Because I think they said Ethereum was going to go from like 100 transactions a second, which obviously would not work for the entire world. And then when they fix it, it's going to be able to do like 100,000 transactions a second, which still wouldn't work, work for the whole world. And then, you know, so you're the one Ethereum, you got the one Ethereum coin. And you're like, F that. I don't want to change. Well, there's nothing you can do, and so, you know, that's the other thing that makes like the U.S. dollar better. You know, however you feel about the U.S. government, you can kind of predict what they're gonna do, like the FCC or whoever does it, USDA, D I D L Sorry, that was gonna be a joke of D I D L D I L D O, but I couldn't spell dildo. Anyways, so cryptocurrency for a cryptocurrency to be to be good, you probably need to just have a bank in control of it, and, you know, elected government officials who appoint the board of the bank, and and they're like, oh, that's the Federal Reserve. I decided to listen to the NPR Politics podcast this morning. I woke up in the middle of the night and spent about four hours catching up on all my old pods, and I haven't been listening to them lately because they keep talking about Trump and Mar-a-Lago, and until, you know, until... If and when Trump gets charged with a crime in criminal court or something, I don't care about that story. But this podcast, it was like the it was like the old days when I quit. You know, when I quit a few years I guess I quit when the, the summer of love of George Floyd, when every single episode was about race and every fact that they spewed out was contradicted by the statistics. Anyways, they kinda of brought it back. Like this it was an interesting podcast. I'm laying in bed saying, That's a lie and my dog at the foot of my bed is like, Shut up, I'm trying to sleep. But they're talking about, like, you know, why is America divided? And they did a, you know, let's go talk to a random person on the street. And this supposedly random person that they got, uh, she's like, America is racist. And white people need to talk to white people. The good white people need to talk to the crazy white people. And then they were talking about the Charlottesville, you know, thing with some white supremacists carried around tiki torches. And then a guy with schizophrenia used rammed his car into a woman and killed her, and they're like, you know they're like basically they're like racist, violent extremism is going on. they're like like in Charlottesville, and then they go like in Buffalo, which is a white supremacist went and killed some black people and uh killed ten black people in a buffalo supermarket I don't know six months ago, and I don't know that was their proof i think I think that means there's nothing in between Because their proof is like in twenty seventeen this thing happened, one schizophrenic guy did something, and then I don't know. I I, I don't know if we'll, I haven't looked up that Buffalo guy, but he wasn't saying either. Anyways, so basically apparently there's nothing in between cuz I'm sure they would have mentioned it. So, 2017 to 2022, there are your two crazy people doing I mean, first one wasn't killing black people. Anyways, there's your two examples of racist killing people, and I think they would tell you about the ones in between if they had any. But anyways, that was... That's that's enough for them, you know, the show's not very long, it's probably 12 minutes long, 15 minutes long, so that's enough of them to get some lady on the street to basically say that anyone who doesn't vote Democrat is evil, and then for them to say, look, 2017, 2022, America's racist, and initially I was just like, oh my god, this horseshit, but then I was like, you know, this is interesting, this is is taking me back, this is a little, you know, flash to the past, and so I just kind of let it wash over me as I laid in bed, and I enjoyed it. they're going back to racism. Like I mean I'm sure that I'm sure they're also trying to go back to the, you know, abortion thing. I mean, they they had some guy who was reasonable on there and he's like, you know, like yeah, inflation is sky high and gas prices are a problem and people are going to have trouble heating their homes because heating oil is doubling in price or whatever. But if Democrats want to win elections, then You don't talk about those things. You talk about, you know, maybe some racism. Fuck. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.